Hi everyone, my name is Faith and right now you are tuned into Cold Case, where we try to unlock some of America's most unsettling crime mysteries. With me, I have some of my co-hosts. Hey guys, it's Jasmine, but I'm referred as Jazz Dizzle. Welcome. Hey everyone, I'm Heiko. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Tyreek, but I'm referred to as Ty. Yeah, to then. So guys, what are we uncovering on this segment of Cold Case? Well, hi, gum. We are discussing the investigation and the disappearance of Susan Lyles. That's interesting because we are all SUNY students. Like, wow, like Suzanne was. It's even scarier because any of us can be kidnapped or even disappear. It could be your closest friend or even a roommate. We can only imagine how our, our families and our friends would feel. Have you guys heard about Susan Lyles' disappearance or is this the first time? But before we discuss this, the sources we got our information from were Upstate Unfold Podcast, thecharliesproject.com, missingadultkids.com, and thefbi.com. Susan Lau was a white woman born on April 6, 1978 in Saratoga, New York. She majored in computer science at the State University at Albany. She was an avid poem writer, according to her mother, Mary Lyle. One poem she wrote was called Lost Memories. On June 1993, Suzanne also had a boyfriend, like most people her age. His name was Rich Condon. But wait, she also worked at Crossgate Mall in Gilderland, New York. And she was also employed at Badish Software. That was the last known location before she took the bus and disappeared. Susan boarded the CDTA bus near the mall she worked. She was last seen on March 2nd, 1998, around 9.20 p.m. The bus she boarded stopped at Colon Circle. It stopped at the college campus heading back home. Yeah, that was around 9.45 p.m., approximately 20 minutes after she boarded the bus. I am shocked at a lot of things, like the year she disappeared. I know, that's the time people were all born. That's what makes this case so shocking. That that means this case is almost 22 years old. Or is there anything found during this investigation? Well, given the year and what we know about the transformation of technology, we know there was a little... A little? A little what, Heiko? <laughs> a little to no resources that can be used on this case. But about Suzanne, she liked computers. I mean, she was majoring in computer science. And she worked at a computer company, like you mentioned before. She baggage software the computers from back then are so different from now i remember my mom she had like those block computers you know what i'm talking about it looked yeah. like a big yeah. big head of a tv right yeah right and guys since she enjoyed using the computer you ever wonder that maybe her abductor or the product protector yeah. yeah i'm sorry you know how that is came from the other side of the screen well, the investigators had the theory that she may have been getting stalked by unidentifiable stalker for about a year or so. See, that's why you gotta stay off the internet. Seriously, a year? Because that's a whole lot of time to dedicate. He must have been real fantasizing and obsessed with her. Um, because there's no way a normal person will stalk somebody for over a year. Girl, that's I don't ridiculous. Because look at our time. <laughs> you know, people are stalking people every day. I mean, we have social media. Type somebody's name, stalk them. Talking about social media, we should we should get to that part too. Right. During the research, it was said that an ATM card was used the day after disappearance. Hmm. Who was who was getting that? 
I don't know, Ty, but I'll tell you this. Time has changed, and we have many outlets to use when bringing awareness to matters. Social media, for one, has a lot of impact when it comes to, to bring awareness to situations. I mean, you could go on Facebook nowadays, you know, Snapchat, you can use Twitter, Facebook. There's a lot of social media outlets we can use. Right, literally. And, you know, it's also this law, the Suzanne law, that was brought up about her because of the incident like this law is made just for her really right. i mean well i did read about that it sped up the process of launching an investigation of a missing student of a violent act on campus really wow there's a there's also a podcast called upstate unfold have you guys ever heard of that no i think i did that discusses the suzanne Lau case that's a great impact because not only are we gaining information about this case People, people can actually hear Suzanne's story, and it can be told. Hmm. This, you know, social media played a lot in this. Like, it had a lot of good impact, you know? Like, um, the Suzanne Law, which was signed by President George W. Bush, this law is so that authorities act instead of waiting, and maybe if they can act on this immediately, she'll be here. I'm as in, s- be here as in alive. Yes. And she, we won't have to... But we don't know if she's alive or not. But when when But when you say here, you're you're basically saying like we won't have to have situations where people go missing and you don't know where they at. Exactly. Yes. You will just act on it immediately. Yes. Right. And I'm not saying they didn't do their job. But waiting around doesn't help. It always be it's always to be safe than to be sorry. Mm-hmm. I agree. You do have a point. Um, the way that people used to think back then needed to be adjusted. Like, why wait around when someone can make a phone call about somebody missing? I'm happy President Bush made the law and acted fast on this missing person. Yeah, cops do what they can, and without, you know, much information in the case, it can make the investigation hard. Also, in 2007, there was an act by Congress that enacted the Suzanne, Suzanne Lau Campus Security Act, which basically states that all colleges at, all over the nation must work with law enforcement agencies. It also forbids the concealment of information during an investigation. And, I, you know, I think this is a very important thing to touch on because we all, we all go to college campuses and we all know that certain information cannot be given to the public or to certain agencies. And we all know that certain agencies do not like to work together. So this is a really good, you know, uh, this is a really good act that they pass. I agree. Like some um, counties, they wouldn't pass information to other counties regarding missing person or like investigation case. So I guess to like help the community. And we general. learn that all the time, CJ yes. majors. Yeah. But honestly speaking, how do you guys really feel about this act though? Like, I think it's helpful. I think it helped a lot of people. It encouraged people to step speak up regarding missing person. Yeah, because like they basically get turned over all your information, even if you did something small off, off campus. Like, you know, I agree with this idea. It can set a precedent for other cases to come. But I get with the privacy because we all do things in our own personal time that we may not want other people to know about. So, you know, we what we know about Suzanne, she's a poem writer. She does all this thing with computers. She she loves computers and she likes to write poetry. But what if Suzanne had a, a part of her life that she didn't want us to know about? You know, now that I'm actually thinking about it and I'm putting more thought into it, I don't really like it. But I think it's a good idea, but I do understand the necessity of it and why it's needed in our system. I mean, I'm for it, despite other things George W. Bush did. That was, you know, many of all the good things he did. 
And for a president to make sure a move, like to make this makes a such move, tell me what a serious moment is history. I guess the cameraman is back. The cameraman is back, guys. No, I agree. I think that Susan Lyle's case was just an example of police and investigation not doing their job. And I feel like if um, police stations and the investigators sped up their process and continue doing and actually went about it as an investigation, maybe her body couldn't be founded. Anything couldn't be founded. It's true. How many cases do we know of, of, of young, even young people? There's so many abduction of young kids and teenagers of teenagers that go missing, and they're not acted fastly. And you know, police office, police agencies back then did not like to work together because it's a race of who can break the case, yes. who can, you know, who could be the one that saves the day. And I think that that ideology needs to go. Now we have a young woman who's been missing for almost 22 years, and we still don't know what happened to her. And we have all these outlets of information, but we still don't. Yeah. The thing about the system, though, is like they feel like, say you're in your teenage years, they feel like you just ran away from home, like you're not coming back, and that's what people fail to understand. Like, yeah, people can actually be kidnapped, and like, and you would never I, know. I agree. I had seen um, when I was watching a video regarding the case, I had seen how um, there were some of the investigators have thought that she had ran away from home. Um, or she ran away from school. You know how like students they communicate with each other, and there was supposedly like this skeptical idea that she had ran away because she was miserable in school. Mm. Right, and it, it's just ridiculous. Like this whole like this. I feel like this appearance is like it's full of you know. There's a lot of it's missing. It's missing, it's missing parts. It, it, yes, it's, it's missing, missing so many key parts. I'm exactly. Not, I'm, not honest, I'm not really following. And even it too well. even with this case, we picked this case because one, we're all SUNY students, and we're all passionate about what goes on in each other's lives. Because right. honestly, it can happen to any of us. But also, 22 years is a long time, and they still don't have even enough information. They don't have a not body. even a body, but not even a leading suspect Nothing. about this. Now, earlier you mentioned the computer. Right. You know, she had a stalker. Was that even looked into in this Yeah, case? I feel like with our advanced technology that we um, have evolved over time, there should have been an investigation through the computer, like where they get deeper into the computer. Like, you have a, you guys ever watch um, Web of Lies? Yes. It's like people who That's go missing. That's another good outlet. Yes, that go missing through the computers. Like, people meet people on the internet and wow. it's like, no, yeah. literally, like, over 90% of these cases are cold cases because there's no solution to them because there's no... For, there's no leading yeah. suspect or and anything. And nobody really knows that. You know, like, people with these computers, they get cameras, and, like, them cameras, and they're not always off. Like, they're on sometimes, and who knows? Maybe she was so, like, you know, so, like, computer... She was into it so much that she probably like she didn't even set. realize. Yeah, she yeah. Didn't realize. Well, my camera is black. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. but, but we have to also keep in mind the time frame of this area. Did they really have computer cameras oh, in yeah. the nineties? I mean, and you know, technology was up and running at that time. But we also have to. It play. wasn't as advanced. Exactly, as but it is. we also have to look at the forensic sides of this. You know, in the nineties. You know, we, we're starting to have a, a, a sense of forensics and storing evidence and computer science evidence and all these things. But maybe at that time, they were not focused on that key component. But I think that it's a really smart idea that we focus on the computer part because maybe it could have been someone at her job. It could have been someone she met over the Internet. That's she true. had a stalker. Definitely. And maybe we should look into how she how she went home every day. Yeah, because didn't. Was it you, Heike? Didn't someone say that she took a different route? She used to take different routes? Yeah. Yeah. I remember as a kid, my mom used to tell me also to take different routes um, when you're going to a location. That way you could avoid stalkers. Like, I grew up, my mom telling me that. Like, if you take a left every day, 
make sure you take up right. Um, I have a quick question. Do you guys feel as if this case was to happen in our time period today, 2020, they would have been resolved or there would have been a solution? Very quickly. You know, I will have to disagree with you. Yeah. Because, go Heiko. Like I stated earlier, nowadays, like this generation, we tend to run away from home if there's an issue like going on in our house. So people, like when you go and report a problem to the police and be like, yo, um, my daughter's been missing for such and such hour. Okay, give it time. She probably ran away. She probably, you guys have a disagreement. So she probably And just I, I, I like how you brought up about the 42 hours. I think the gap is 42 hours after somebody before reporting them um, as a missing person. I think that's ridiculous because what if somebody, like while those 24 hours go by, something could happen to this person. Like within those 24 hours, within those 48 hours like somebody could get killed like they could have been alive for the first 24 hours but because because, that's what yes but if you guys would have acted fast maybe i would have found her body and it would have been a different story you know what and i agree and i'm sorry i misspoke earlier um Heike actually mentioned that she took the same route yes so if you have a stalker and someone's watching your patterns every day and you take the same route every day it's possible that person can follow you because they they already know yeah, this is why you gotta switch out your route every you day. have to switch yeah. out your route and she she boarded the cd cdta bus in albany if anybody is listening that's from the albany area right you know you will probably are used to this taking this bus you know when you go to work you're not really worried about switching routes you're worried about getting home and getting yeah. back and safely. it was late it was late and add on her age and the time you know she went home you know i know this is going to be a very interesting um case you guys because look at the dialogue that we're having about it um we are going to unlock the highs and the lows of this case and try to uncover what couldn't be right the police couldn't crack this i think we have a serious chance of getting some information to get the bottom of this i agree ty i agree they definitely had to leave something out out of this case i can't wait to watch to catch up with you guys next week. Well, guess what? No doubt we about to figure this case out ourselves. If the investigators didn't do it, we will. Yes, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Case Close. And, you know, I enjoyed this. And to the Suzanne Lyle family, if you're listening to this, we feel for you. And continue to be strong. Tune in with us next week. See you soon. In the next episode, we will be looking into police reports and other medias that affected the case. We will analyze mistakes during the investigation. We will look deep into the reports and evidence collected from outside sources. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Cold case. case. Thank you. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. This is a good conversation, Yeah, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. I'm glad you guys had a lot to say, actually. I'm excited for our next episodes. All right. See you guys later. Bye.